Section 6, No Failures in Jesus. Did the real Jesus, not the Jesus manufactured by piety and religious imagination over the centuries, have any idea that his life of loving service would end in rejection and violent death? I don't think so. I gather that during those three years of his work among the people, when they came flocking to him from all over, listening to every word he spoke, singing his praises, wanting to crown him king, he could never have imagined that he would soon be crucified as though he were a criminal. It was only when he was very near death that he saw clearly the handwriting on the wall. The greatness of Jesus is found in both periods of his life. In the first, when he gave himself totally to God in unselfish service to the people, and in the latter, when he did not run away from the terrible ordeal he then knew awaited him. I think that is what we are honoring when we remember his baptism at the age of about 30, that he was committing himself to something largely hidden from his view, trusting that the one who called him would, in the end, make all things right and happy and beautiful, and would provide for him along the way, especially at the most difficult times. Like the wedding vows of a couple in love, Jesus was saying a firm yes to both better and worse, and was certain he'd complete the journey successfully because its ultimate outcome lay in the wisdom and love and power of God. I'm aware that among my readers, there are many who are separated or divorced from a once beloved spouse. There are also many others who were formerly committed to religious life or priesthood who have moved on to other ways of life. I don't want any of them to consider themselves failures when that is most probably not true at all. There are marriages so badly broken that they cannot be repaired, especially when the partners have become destructive to one another and to others, and there's no possible basis for a new start. There are priests, men and women, in the consecrated religious life who discern that they no longer fit into the choice they once made in all sincerity, and they believe that the only reasonable thing to do is to change course toward a newly bright future. The separation in either case must be made as a dictate of right reason and good intention and love. The person or persons involved must move on, confident that they are driven and accompanied by the same spirit of love whose guidance they had previously sought despite the tragedy that followed. But persons who have experienced the death of their marriage or a radical change in their life commitments still have lives to live, commitments to keep, love to share, and faith to practice. In all of that, they are still destined to be led beyond anticipated or foreseen limits, just as Jesus was. For all of us Christians, the focus of existence here on earth is our baptism, in which we affirm the direction and the ultimate meaning of our lives, just as Jesus did. 
With the baptism of Jesus in mind, and considering the relationship between his baptism and ours, I wish you happiness and peace and hope on the next lap of your journey, no matter the unexpected and disturbing detours it may have taken in the past. All is well. We are born and baptized to live in love.